making sheep work easier has been a challenge since humans started farming them. But in recent years, we've seen a welcome revolution in this area with companies across Australia and New Zealand making the most of the latest technology using sensors along with air pressure and lightweight but strong materials to build new products to take the hard work out of sheep handling as well as improving the flow of sheep through yards. So Peak Hill, Proway, Clipex, Tapari are some of the well-known companies, but you may also have heard of Perkins crutching trailers and now a shearing version of this race delivery system is also on the market. Its founder, Wayne Perkins, not only says shearing doesn't have to be a drag, haha, but he's keen to take his practical knowledge as a shearer into the biological harvesting area for wool. So let's meet him. Welcome to The Yarn. It's a podcast for the wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. And Wayne Perkins is a shearer who has a knack for coming up with practical solutions and they seem very popular. We've got about 250 shearing uh, crutching trailers working over here at Crutchmaster Systems. So that's gone really well and we sell a lot of them and people seem happy enough and um, they, they do a good job. So, But from that there we've now had the opportunity, I had a guy contact me, he wanted to turn it, be able to shear on a crutching trailer, on a single stand. So we developed a one stand, put it into Tasmania. The neighbours saw it, they bought a four stand. I couldn't even prove it was going to work. I said, look, I'm not sure. They eventually said, look, we won't cause you any trouble, please sell us one, which was quite remarkable to me. And they bought it, they used it, and they bought another stand, turned it into a five stand, then the neighbours bought some. And I started thinking, well, this is pretty good because um, we haven't really tried to sell it yet and we're starting to, people want it and it's doing a good job. And um, I've got a background as a shearer, so it's 15 years shearing. I know my way around the sheep. I know which end of it each grass anyway. And so I developed the thing from a shearer's perspective and it's, yeah, it's, it's early days, but we seem to be making progress. Yeah, it's looking all right. Now, we've spoken a lot on the podcast over the years about um, the the Arrow Park Shed, the AWI Design Shed, which has then sort of evolved into the race delivery system. And yours is very much a race delivery as well, because, of course, the crutching trailer is a, is a race. But, of course, to, to shear a sheep, uh, the sheep has to be lower than uh, than your than, than your crutching trailer, where it's at, at hip height, and then you push the sheep through. So yes. how, does a, how, does the, how do you shear a sheep on a Perkins... Shearmaster. Yeah, so I guess it, the idea came up to me initially, like we had our crutching trailer and then looking at the Shearmaster system, you know, years ago, what, 25, 30 years ago now, I worked in the UK and Scotland on basically race delivery systems. They were trailers with races and we tipped sheep out and, you know, a few of my mates that were shearing, we shore on them for five or six seasons. And I've always maintained, and so were the guys that were on them, that they were the best systems we ever shore on. Because you're done away with the drag. You know, you drag in an 80 kg U, it gets hard work. So you, you drop it out of a race, it's right there, um, it's faster, it uses less effort. So um, it just makes sense to not have to drag the sheep. So when we had a Crutchmaster system, we thought, okay, we've got a, we've got a, we already pull them out of a race and drop them into a cradle, so we're not, we're not having to drag them. And so we just needed a way to take the cradle out, lift the shearing board, so instead of standing on the ground like we do on our crutching trailer, we put a shearing board that was higher so we can drop the sheep out onto a traditional shearing board and then drop it away underneath. So it's, um, it, it's basically just an evolution of the design of the Crutchmaster turned into a shearing system. And from there we've now, 
I guess you're looking for innovation. We've developed what we what I think is a really smart um, latch on the the door to get the sheep out, so that the shearer doesn't do anything. We've got a shearing board that moves up and down. So on our shear master, you can have it as a traditional shearing shed, and so it, you'd walk in and you think the guys are just shearing tra- tra- traditionally. Sorry, and um, but then you can also drop the shearing board down and turn it into a crutch master cradle system, um, and either either. So two two of the guys could be crutching on cradles, and the other three could be crutching or shearing tra- um, like they normally would. So yeah, it's it's. Um, I think it's got got potential. So the sheep with the crutch and trailer obviously get pushed out under the trailer. Yeah. But where and in the uh, when it's in the shearing uh, composition, the board is high and there's a porthole. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So when you when you're shearing it um, normally, like you normally would in a wool shed, it's very similar. You drop them out of the race, you shear them on the board, they go back under the race like you would in a shearing shed. The sheep goes down a porthole and it goes away. Um, so it's very once you've got the sheep out of the race, it's just like any other shearing shed, really. Yeah. Um, the innovation, I guess, is that you can drop the shearing board, put the cradles on, and then you've got upright crutching, which makes sense to be able to incorporate that into your shearing shed. So uh, that's one of the innovations. The other thing is that it, it seems to be a very cost-effective way for farmers to to like redo their wool or to put a new one in, um, or that, at least that, that's what they're telling us. And it also... Um, it also gives you a lot of options, for instance, one of the motivations for the first people that started buying them was one, it meant that this should, shed could be multi-purpose. So, you know, you've got that capital cost, you use it two weeks of the year, it just don't make sense, you know. So what they were saying, we, we want to be able to put it in and we want to be able to use the shed for other times of the year. So it either means you can build a smaller shed because the system doesn't take as much space or you can have a bigger shed, but you can have this down the side of it. You don't have all the grating, and you can park your tractors and that there in it and make better use of your capital cost. Yeah. And uh, a couple of other important differences. Uh, people that are listening to this may have seen the the, um, uh, the race delivery from AWI. Your your sheep run the other way, so they're actually the shearer has two hands free to uh, take the animal. So there's no latch that they need to touch. They can bump the latch with their hip. Yep. But the the, uh, the the sheep are taken the other way round, so they the, the the head is facing you when you pull them down. Yeah. So if you um and if you listen to this, you could always jump on and have a look at our system, this Perkins Shearmaster, and you'll get an idea for it. So we've got two two races on it. We've got the long race system, which means that we run the sheep down one way and around, so that when the shearer drops it out of the race. It's in exactly the right position to pull it back about 500 millimetres and you're shearing it. You don't have to twist it after you got it out, which to me as a shearer or as an ex-shearer, that makes absolute sense. Why make it harder than it needs to be? The other thing it does that I think uh, is different to the other systems is it gives you a lot more sheep in the pipeline. So with our long race system, for each shearer you can fit about five to six sheep up into that top um, pipeline which means you're not having to fill it as often. So it makes absolute sense that you're not filling it every time a shearer takes a sheep out, you're not having to fill the system, which makes a lot more cost-effective sense with uh, people that you've got on it. So the ones that have been used already, Wayne, um, are you getting some figures on how much much faster people can shear or how many many more they're doing in a day or how how better the shearers are feeling at the end of the day? Yeah, so it's all... Like we've got no, we've got no hard scientific data yet. What we have got is that so far, the people that have the 
uh, farmers that have had them are all telling me that they've had better tallies through it than what they've had in the past with their traditional systems, which makes absolute sense because yeah, it's like our crutch master system. On our crutching trailers, you don't actually crutch any faster. You've still got to put the same blows in, but instead of a 14 to 20 second downtime, you've got a four second. Same with this system. You drop it out of the out of the race in there, you, you just, you've taken the downtime down, so you're probably saving 10 seconds of sheep. Add that up over a day, it's a lot of sheep. So you're not doing any more, you're not sharing faster, you're not working harder, you're just cutting down the time. Mm. So, for instance, today I think they saw way more than what they've ever shown before, the system we had in, that we were at today for the first time. And that and was five stands, I think? That was five stands, yeah. And we've been hearing that from, from the farmers, yep, they're definitely sharing more sheep. So far this year I seem happy, um, which Less is twisting, good. of course. So yeah. Less twisting. Um, you're not having. It. I mean, dragging the sheep is the is the shit part of the mm. job, you know. Yeah. And in some of the sheds now, some of the old ones, you, you you're dragging six, seven, eight meters. It's a long way to drag eighty kilos, you know. Yeah. So, so it makes physics tells you yes. that it must be easier, and that's what we're seeing as well. And, and look, yeah. I was a shearer. I know it's easier, and they're not. Uh, sheep aren't getting any smaller, are they? They're so. not getting any smaller. Yeah. Um, but Wayne, you're so you're um, you're coming to this from a shearer. You're not an engineer, but you seem to have an amazing knack for making things work and and innovating. So what uh, this is this is your, your your current drive, but you've got an eye on uh, possibly on the biological defleecing as well. Uh, yeah. and a few other things so what's what's driving you at the moment what's getting you excited um, I don't know I, I guess it's it's for a long time I thought the industry can be better you know and, and we can change it change it for the better for the for the shearers and for the growers and for the sheep and so like it's really good selling these systems and we, we sell a lot of crutching trailers and we'll no doubt sell a lot of these shearmasters but the whole motivation is to let's try and make the industry better like, for instance, if um, you look back a long time ago, we used to we used to hoe a paddock with a hoe. One person would be going up a row with one hoe, and we'd have someone shearing the sheep with blades. And that was sort of the same equivalent. And then we got someone to put a motor on the rotary hoe, and they would go up the row in that, like, let's say, that acre or hectare of paddock with a rotary hoe, and we turned the blades into a mechanical handpiece. And then now, of course, we look at that person with the rotary hoe and now I'm sitting in a John Deere tractor with air conditioning and 30, 40 metres of, you know, and they'll do, a, yeah. they'll do a hectare of land in, like, minutes, mm. what used to probably take a week. Yeah. But we've still got the guy in the handpiece. It hasn't progressed. They're still having to do the same job. So we're still in the sharing industry. We're still where they were with the rotary hoe. And it just don't make sense, you know? And the... I think there's the opportunity to significantly make the industry easier and better for all parties. And that's kind of pretty motivating to me. Whether we'll be able to do it, who knows, you know, like I fail lots of times. But we think we've got a fighting chance to, to do it. Um, we seem to be doing okay. And um, that's definitely our motivation. It's to, it's to try and change the industry for the better. So for someone who's keen to sell... Um shearing systems you're also keen to pursue the biological alternative yeah, yeah. so um one's in conflict to the other a little bit well it, it is if you are in this i mean i don't know if anyone will believe me here and it doesn't really worry me but it is in conflict if the if all you want to do is make money mm. you know but that's kind of not 
it's not a big motivator for me. If we can do this right, the money will turn up. We want to see, you know, the exciting thing for me is what can we do to change the industry? What can we do to make it better? And of course, we've seen this, um, this what I call the bio-peel that uh, AWI have worked with Adelaide University on where they can weaken the wool, and it gives us a chance to pluck the wool off. Now, I went there to that day at Canago, and I plucked the wool off because I wanted to check it for myself to see whether, to, to get an idea in my own brain what it was like, could it be done. It definitely works. It obviously works. I think it's potentially a big deal. There's a few factors. We don't know yet um, exactly how it'll work. We don't know what the cost of the injection or whatever that will be. We don't know some of the implications of that. But... There's a, there's a pretty good chance that that's going to be able to happen and then it's how do we get the wool off it. And I've, I've said for a long time that I think shearing needs its Elon Musk moment and I wonder if this could be the Elon Musk moment and hopefully we're a little part of that. Yeah, so um, your gut feeling is that this, this could work but it, it's interesting um, spending some time with you today. I'm, I'll... We've said before, you know, it, it seems to be an engineering problem, but you don't think there is, it is an engineering problem to this, at this stage where the, the technology is with the biopeel. No, no, I don't. I know, and and it, it's, it doesn't surprise me because, I mean, I don't know everything and I'm often wrong, but people keep saying, oh, they're worried about the engineering part of this. I, I, I don't think it is. I mean, if we get this injection, if the biopeel injection comes out and it's at the right price and it opens up the opportunities, People like me and lots of people a lot smarter than me will think, okay, what can we do to do it? And it's got to be easier to pluck wool off a sheep than cut it. It just has to be. Why? We don't we why? don't know how but we're going to do that. Because I mean, plucking requires a lot of okay. lot of movement. At the moment, I'd suggest when we cut the sheep, we're using something sharp. And what takes so long to shear a sheep at the moment? You've got to learn. You don't want to cut the sheep, mm. you know, and that's a big factor. So it takes a long time to learn how to push that handpiece through the wool, especially on a merino, you know. So that takes years, you know, to really get good. To pluck a bit of wool out is very, very different in my mind. And we don't know yet how we'll do that. But I think the opportunity to do it at scale and go from potentially doing like one sheep per man that we do at the moment to potentially doing hundreds, maybe thousands an hour through some new In system. a more industrial process? Yeah, yeah. But see, that, that's the stuff that... And, and people will say what they want, but we don't know yet what could happen here. Yeah. But for instance, like we were talking in the car today, um, I was talking to a couple of guys from AWI, and we were talking about, you know, what the implications of this could be. What if the injection's there, and how are we going to do this? And we are talking about the crutching of the sheep before we inject them for this biological wool harvesting, and then the wool comes off. And I was thinking, one of the things that, and this is starting when we start to think differently, so... We can now maybe give the sheep an injection. It'll weaken the wool, and at some stage in two or three weeks' time, that wool will be able to plucked off, mm. or, or we find some way to take that wool off. Okay. But and you so, think a plucking force rather than a pushing force at this stage? That's, I, I that's don't know. We've now. got um, we've got a number of ideas that we want to do. Mm. We want to fail really quickly. I'm really good at failing. I've turned it into an art form. Oh, but <laughs> disagree. We want to we want to fail quickly on a lot of our ideas because a lot of them won't work. And we don't know yet which ones won't work because we haven't got access to the yeah, wool or the so sheep. So you're, you're wanting access to the sheep. We want access to the sheep. We want to. We don't want to muck around. We're not trying to. We don't want funding off anyone. We just want the chance to try it. 
try some of our ideas, which some of them we know won't work, but maybe out of the 10 ideas we've got, maybe there'll be a couple that, yep, okay, that's got a fighting chance. And so, yeah, I talk a lot about failing fast. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really good thing to do. It's way better than failing slowly, because it takes less time. And so, right, yeah. you know, so that's what we want to do. But, yeah, I think it's got... I, I just think that, for instance, I'll go back to what I was saying. Sorry. So let's say that we, we, let's say we've got this injection that's going to work, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, and we think, okay, they were talking about how we're going to crutch the sheep and all that sort of thing. So we've got an injection. Just, just say that this injection works and we know in two or three days the wool's weak. Yeah. Okay, and we think, now how are we going to make this work? So I, I was thinking to myself, when I first started thinking, I thinking, okay, we inject the sheep. Okay, so we've got to get the sheep in and there's going to be a cost to that injection. And then we've got to still crutch the sheep. But I was thinking, hang on, if that wall's weakened, what if we had the sheep running up a race and we hit them with a high-pressure water blaster and we crutched them with a water blaster and blew that wool and dags off the arse of them, like at 3,000 an hour or something, and we took all the crutching cost out of it? That could pay for the injection on the sheep. And then we can take, we might be able to take other aspects of that fleece wool off the sheep so that when we shear it, all the good wool's left, or when we harvest the rest of that wool, but that's another way to think of it. So we're trying to think differently. And that idea there, which, which I sort of come up with reasonably quickly, that's only one idea. We don't know what else we could do, like because we haven't started thinking about it. Well, if you're blasting the, 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 the dags off, then why can't you blast the wall off the rest of them? Exactly. And then, of course, if we could... If we could now, I'm not saying this is going to happen, OK? Mm. But if we blasted the wool off with water, we'd take away any issues with wet sheep. Which would be a really good thing, wouldn't it? You know, because yeah. how many days does that cost the industry at the moment? Huge amounts of time. Well, we could solve the weather yeah. issue. We've solved the shearer shortage well, you, you without might, it. You might be starting to scour the wool as well. Exactly. You know? right, well, yeah, so, so all I'm saying is we don't know what this could come keep from. Keep your mind open. Yeah. And I don't know if any of those ideas of mine are any good or not. But it's hopefully starting to show that that's, we'll have a totally different level of thinking that, that may or may not work. So, um, the what, where, where to from here? You, you're off to see um, the University of Adelaide, yeah, and you're hoping to get access to, to sheep. And um, would it be sort of an open source? How do you operate? I mean, how's this? Well, how's this going to progress? If you see an opportunity and you and you want to progress it, um, what what are your rules of engagement? Well, I don't really know because we don't really know what we're getting into. We we don't really know yet what the rules are. Um, I know in life that. What you focus on, you, and if you're determined, you can usually have a crack at it, and, and sometimes things just work out and you manage to make things happen. We want, we want to have a crack at this, uh, of seeing how we could get involved with this biological wool harvesting. It makes sense. We're very motivated to do it. We don't yet know exactly how. We've got ideas, but we don't know how we would do it. We need access to sheep, but we don't, we don't yet know what the rules are and how we can get it. So I'm going to see Phil and... Uh, the scientists from Adelaide University. We're going to have a chat about it. Hopefully it's good. But once again, I don't even know what the chat is going to involve, but it's it's the start of seeing what can we do. We want to try and get access to sheep because if we get access to sheep, then we get a fighting shot to fail quickly and try some of these things. And, you know, who knows? Some of them might work. We don't know, you know? Fantastic. So, um, so Wayne, how do how do people um, find out about you, and how would they how do they how do they um, yeah find out a bit more about your company and what you're up to? So we're Perkins with a Z P E R K I N Z. If you Google that, you'll find us. We um, do a lot on the sheep handling industry, obviously. So 
you Google that there, you'll find any amount of information. You'll see my ugly mug on a lot of videos, um, talking and, and showing systems off and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that, that's how you find us. We've been doing it for about about 14 years ago I started it. Um, and we've had a lot of failures, but we've had enough successes that people don't remember the failures. So <laughs> that's kind of how we roll, you know. Well, Wayne, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Um, and more power to your arm and we really look forward to hearing where you might be able to take this yeah and i really appreciate having me on this yeah thanks very much it's been a very very good night thanks a lot for of fun. Having, yeah thanks for having me on with us cheers wayne perkins and perkins with a z is the name of his company and we look forward to hearing more from the race delivery revolution even if race delivery isn't a new thing i certainly hadn't seen a shearing setup with a board that moves up and down to accommodate shearing and crutching before. Amazing how a change in thinking can help solve issues. So I hope you enjoyed that chat with Wayne. If you have any feedback or ideas for this podcast, please send them through to theyarnatwool.com. Of course, you can follow Australian Wool Innovation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But for now, from me, Murray's coming. Thanks for having a yarn with us.